Good morning and welcome to worship on this third Sunday of Easter. Welcome to those who are joining us on our radio broadcast or on our OSL YouTube channel or through our OSL podcast. We are so glad you are joining us for this time of worship. I remind you that a bulletin for this service is available on our website. You can find that on our worship page at oslme.com. In preparation for worship this morning, I invite you to light a candle and to gather some bread and wine or juice in order to celebrate Holy Communion as a part of our morning worship. We begin worship now with a thanksgiving for baptism. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Refreshed by the resurrection life we share in Christ, let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We thank you, risen Christ, for these waters where you make us new, leading us from death to life, from tears to joy. We bless you, risen Christ, that your spirit comes to us in the grace-filled waters of rebirth, like rain to a thirsting earth, like streams that revive our souls, like cups of cool water shared with strangers. Breathe your peace on your church when we hide in fear. Clothe us with your mercy and forgiveness. Send us companions on our journey as we share your life. Make us one risen Christ. Cleanse our hearts, shower us with life to you. Be given all praise with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God now and forever. Amen. We join in singing our gathering hymn, Alleluia, Jesus is Risen, hymn number 377, and we will sing verses 1, 2, and 4 together.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Holy and righteous God, you are the author of life, and you adopt us to be your children. Fill us with your words of life, that we may live as witnesses to the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes to us from the book of Acts. After healing a man unable to walk, Peter preaches to the people describing how God's promises to Israel have been fulfilled in Jesus. Through the proclamation of Christ's death and resurrection, God is offering them forgiveness and restoration in Jesus' name. A reading from Acts, chapter 3. Peter addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you. And you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this, we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Our second reading for this morning is taken from 1 John. God has loved us in order to make us children of God. Though we do not yet know the full details of our future existence, we trust that God will reveal it, just as God revealed Jesus to take away our sins. A reading from 1 John chapter 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has yet not been revealed. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We join together in singing our gospel acclamation, the Celtic Alleluia.
The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Beloved siblings, grace and peace to you in the name of our risen Lord Jesus, the Christ. Amen. It is the third Sunday of Easter, and this Sunday always features a story in which the disciples eat a meal with Jesus. The reason for this focus is named in our story today. When the risen Christ appears to the disciples, they are terrified and think that they are seeing a ghost. And as the church began to proclaim Jesus' resurrection, critics accused the disciples and the church of simply seeing visions. And so the church took care to record and tell stories that put flesh and blood, as it were, on Jesus' post-resurrection body. Stories like the one today that shows Jesus eating, because as everyone knows, ghosts don't eat. There is a story in the prophets about a valley of dry bones. God whisks the prophet Ezekiel to this valley and asks him whether these bones can live. Ezekiel responds, you know, Lord. And then God commands Ezekiel to call the bones together. And God says that God will cover the bones with sinews and flesh and skin. And so Ezekiel does as God asks, and the bones come together. But they are not alive because there was no breath in them. So God again commands Ezekiel, this time to call upon the breath. And as he does, breath enters the newly reassembled bodies and they live. The story in Ezekiel draws on the creation story when God fashioned human beings out of the dust of the earth. The first human didn't live either until God had breathed God's breath into the human's nostril. Both the creation story and the story of the Valley of Dry Bones remind us that it is God's breath, God's spirit, they are the same word in Hebrew, that animates and gives life to our bodies. 
We should be careful, though, not to draw the conclusion that the only part of us that matters is our breath or our spirit, that our bodies are nothing more than a container for that true part of us, our spirit. If the story of the Valley of Dry Bones reminds us that we cannot live simply as physical bodies, then the post-resurrection stories in the Gospels remind us that we cannot live without them either, even in the resurrection. Bodies matter. God takes great care in fashioning bodies for us in the creation story, and God carefully assembles the bones of the slain in the story from Ezekiel, putting them back together bone to bone together with muscles and tendons and ligaments and skin. And God raises Jesus's body. John Updike's poem, Seven Stanzas at Easter, puts it well. I share with you the first three stanzas. Make no mistake, if he rose at all, it was as his body. If the cell's dissolution did not reverse, the molecules re-knit, the amino acids rekindle, the church will fall. It was not as the flowers each soft spring recurrent. It was not as his spirit in the mouths and fuddled eyes of the eleven apostles. It was as his flesh ours. The same hinged thumbs and toes, the same valved heart that pierced died, withered, paused, and then regathered out of enduring might new strength to enclose. The resurrection is not simply an abstraction, a conceptual framework in which to talk about new beginnings. The resurrection has a physical reality to it that impacts real lives and real bodies. Consider the story that Pastor Heather read from Acts. We hear only the tail end of the story when Peter addresses the crowd. What prompts Peter's speech, though, are events that take place immediately prior. As Peter and John were heading into the temple to pray, they see a man who was lame from birth being carried to one of the temple gates so that he might collect alms. As Peter and John enter the temple, they stop. The man assumes Peter is about to give him alms, but instead Peter lifts or raises him up. The man's feet and ankles are made strong, and he begins to walk and jump and even leap in praise to God. The crowd is astonished, but before they can acclaim Peter, Peter addresses the crowd insisting that it is the risen Christ who is responsible for the man's healing. The power of the resurrection is power to bring healing to real bodies in need. Bodies matter. And just in case you are not yet convinced of how much bodies matter, of how much God does care about the physical nature of our being, then I would point you to the very beginning of the gospel according to John where we hear of God's epic journey to become a flesh and blood human being. Surely God could have come to us in any number of ways or forms, but God chose the way of the incarnation, 
God chose to become one of us, to share our nature so that God's redeeming love and grace could be embodied so that we who are flesh and blood could see and touch and taste and smell and know in our actual lived bodily experience the love that God has for us, the salvation that God has in store. When Jesus sat down to a meal of broiled fish with his disciples, he did more than just dispel their worries that they were seeing a ghost. He reaffirmed God's commitment to come to us and to share in our life as it really is. Even when that life is messy and disordered, even when our bodies are sick or dying, even when our violent impulses get the better of us, even when our faith and joy is overshadowed by our doubt. In Christ, God understands us as we are, loves us as we are, and God offers real healing for bodies that have been wounded, real forgiveness for those who have sinned, real resurrection for bodies that have died. And this is good news especially after a year in which we have been so starkly reminded of just how physical and how vulnerable and how mortal our bodies are. So bodies matter. Our physical reality and circumstances, the physical world around us matter to God, and God is willing to go to extraordinary lengths to protect preserve, save, and redeem us and the world. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. As children of God, we are called into the Easter life. We are called to live into the new reality inaugurated by Jesus' resurrection. The author of 1 John helps us understand what this looks like in practice in the verses that follow the ones that Pastor Heather read for us this morning. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We know love by this, that Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. We are children of God. We have died with Christ and been raised to new life, to love one another, to care in truth and in action for our bodies, for the bodies of others, for the non-human bodies of this planet, and for the body of the earth itself. We are to embody God's love, to put some flesh and blood on it so that it may be visible and tangible and felt and known and seen and recognized by others. 
we are to bring real healing, to offer real forgiveness, to provide food for our neighbors, to advocate for policies that will protect and maintain the environment, to advocate for policies that will protect and help maintain the well-being of other people and their bodies. In this past year, love has required us to wear masks, to practice physical distancing, and to limit in-person gatherings. The power of the resurrection, the power of God's love and grace is brought to bear in a world through tangible, through physical means. But I cannot end today without being honest that love has not been the only way we have treated bodies. Violence has been a part of our reality for a really long time. God about gave up on the world because of violence way back in Genesis in the story of Noah. And through the death of Jesus, God's own being experienced violence. And the risen Jesus's body continues to bear the scars of that violence. Violence in all its forms has too often shaped our reality. Just in the past few weeks, we have witnessed the death of another black man, Dante White, in Minneapolis, even as the trial for the death of George Floyd is underway. There's been another school shooting, this time in Tennessee. And we have seen increased violence against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Such violence as has become commonplace in our society is an act that goes against the very intentions of God for us. It pains God. And because bodies matter, we must do more than offer thoughts and prayers when we witness violence. We must show love in truth and in action to bring an end to such violence and to systems that perpetuate that violence. Beloved, we are God's children now. Christ is risen, and this changes everything. It is not just that violence and death no longer have the last word. It's not just that eternal life is promised in the future. It's that even now, the resurrection is impacting and changing the world. Really, Christ comes in the flesh and calls us to embody his own practices, to put some flesh and blood on the love and grace of God in truth and action so that the whole world may know and experience that same love and grace. Amen. Our hymn of the day this morning is hymn number 712, Lord Whose Love in Humble Service.
alive in the risen Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. After each petition, we sing, The Lord is my song, hymn number 731. I'm sorry, 751. Living God, in the midst of Easter joy, we are still filled with questions and wondering. Open our hearts and minds as we encounter you in scripture and in the stories of others. Teach us so that the church may embody repentance and forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Creative God, you have fashioned the universe out of your love and delight. As the earth awakens from its winter slumber, give growth to new plantings and provide food for all creatures. Heal the earth where it has been wounded by misuse, that it may become fruitful. We pray to the Lord. guidance and strength. Answer their hopes with the peace of Christ. Lift up the downtrodden, protect the vulnerable, tear down the walls that separate us from each other, and encourage dialogue. Give your loving kindness and wisdom to national, state, and local leaders that they may strive for justice and the well-being of all. Be present with the family and friends in the community of Dante Wright, the young black man who was shot and killed by a police officer this past week in Minneapolis. We grieve yet again another tragic loss of life. Guide us all toward justice and equity and honor and respect for our black and brown sisters and brothers. May we listen to their cries, and may we listen to you, that your Holy Spirit would lead us to respond in faith, in love, in action. Healing God, you hear the cries of those in need and answer them in their distress. Be close to the hearts of the lonely and ease the worries of those who are anxious. Grant to those who are sick and suffering your compassion and nurse them back to health and wholeness especially this day we pray for ken breckner robert frederico deb johnson holly long susie Girolamo, harold may levi miller and the family of greg lewis father to kate lewis who is a close friend of katie benson 
we pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, by your love you have claimed us as your children. Reveal yourself among us here at OSL and transform us more fully into the image of your Son. Give us boldness to bear witness to your redeeming grace and love. God of all times and ages, those who have died in you now see you as you are. We thank you for their lives among us as we remember especially Greg Lewis. Assure us of the peace you have promised that we may join them in everlasting life. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray to the Lord. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. As we share a sign of peace with those worship leaders gathered here this morning, we also send a wish, a promise of peace to you too, wherever you are. Peace be with you. At this time, we um, get to hear a Ministry Matters moment about Luther Park. Uh, inviting you to help out with the Luther Park Spring Workday. Ted, what are you doing? What's going on here? Oh, hi, Amy. Well, I'm just kind of getting the chainsaw ready. I'm going to get the log splitter ready to go. Go uh, where? Well, this time it's not firewood for our fireplace, <laughs> but... Uh, every year, Luther Park Bible Camp has an annual spring work day. Oh, yeah. That's coming up on Saturday, April 24th. Okay. And it runs all day from 8.30 to 4.30. And they feed everybody lunch in the middle of the day. It's a great time to come and enjoy the Bible Camp, but also help get ready for all the things that need to get done before the summer begins. Like what kind of work projects are there going to be? Oh, there's both indoor and outdoor work projects, maintenance, cleaning, uh, but the big thing is, last year, due to the pandemic, the camp wasn't open, right. so they still haven't gone back to clean up after the big windstorm oh. that blew down all kinds of trees in 2019. Yeah. 
So there's firewood to be cut and split and stacked. There are all kinds of trails and nature trails and ropes courses where the brush has to be cleared off of the trail. Sure. And the Frisbee golf course has a bunch of clutter on it that has to be cleaned up. Okay. So there's things for all ages. Um, if they come with work clothes and work gloves and are ready to help out, we can put them to work. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So we hope you're able to join us for a fun day of work up at Luther Park. They're going to give us a free lunch, so go to this website and sign up so they know how many meals to prepare. Lutherpark.org slash spring workday. We thank you for your continued generosity, for your spirit of sharing and caring and loving. Thank you for your gifts of time, talent, and resources as we continue the ministry that Jesus began among us. And of course, that work continues. We welcome your offerings to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send your offering to our church office or to use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have not already done so, I invite you now to gather some bread and wine or juice for our celebration of Holy Communion as we sing together our offertory, Let Us Talents and Tongues Employ, hymn number 674. pray. God of love, you called us beloved children and welcome us to your table. Receive our lives and the gifts we offer. Abide with us and send us in service to a suffering world for the sake of your beloved child, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
Friends, here in this meal, Christ comes to us and meets us and shares with us tangible signs of God's love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness. I invite you to share communion at home or to receive those gifts yourself now. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share communion with each other, we hear a gift of special music from Michaela. She is playing for us, More Love to Thee, O Christ. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Wellspring of joy, through this meal you have put gladness in our hearts. Satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As you go forth into the rest of this day, go forth with this blessing. May our glorious God grant you a spirit of wisdom to know and to love the risen Lord, the God of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.
Before we send you into the rest of the day, I brief you, the ministers of OSL, with uh, one announcement. It's an invitation. If you're getting excited about spring and you're in the mood for planting some flowers, you are invited to purchase flowers this year um, through a fundraiser that will support scholarships for our youth going to either VBS or to camp this summer. The flower fundraiser can be found online. It's all through um, Gertens. You can learn more if you contact um, Denise Vick, our Director of Children and Family Ministry. You also can find information about that fundraiser in our April scope, our newsletter, and certainly you can call our church office. The deadline is this next week, so if you want to put an order in, please do so soon. Finally, a reminder, if you have any prayer concerns um, that you'd like us to be made known um, in our, our staff or with our pastors or parish nurses, please don't hesitate to contact us. And if you'd like to set up a visit, a phone call, uh, contact us as well. All of our staff's contact information can be found right on our website at oslme.com. We join in singing our sending hymn this morning, this joyful Eastertide hymn number 391, and we will sing together verses 1 and 2.
Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Go in peace. Share the good news. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Thank you.